Welcome to the Theology Mom Podcast, hosted by theologian Krista Bontrager. Each week, Krista provides practical teaching to help everyday Christians gain a deeper understanding of their faith. And now, here's Krista. Hey everyone, this is Krista Bontrager. This is a special edition of the Theology Mom Podcast. I'm not going to be on camera because I am not in hair and makeup today, but I still wanted to bring you a discussion and it's kind of a time sensitive thing. So rather than waiting a whole week to record something, I'm just going to go ahead and record it and drop it and um, it'll just be what it is. So let me do a little bit of setup here. Um, you know, as I've said before, this channel is not a channel where I do a bunch of heresy hunting and call out videos and all of that. It's very rare that I do a podcast where, you know, I'm naming people. We did the Orange Stream podcast last year. Um, it's almost a year ago now. Um, you know, that's that's kind of the exception to what I do. And, and most of the time I'm just on here talking about theology and trying to help regular people understand their faith better and, um, you know, weaving in current events into some of those conversations. But sometimes certain things happen where I do feel like it is important to let people know with a little bit more transparency what's going on. And today is one of those situations. I have a real thing about transparency. If you've ever been on the Center for Biblical Unity website and have read our doctrinal statement, you know it's extensive. But it's just a doctrinal statement. That's not enough for me. We've got links to the Chicago Statement on Biblical Inerrancy on there. We've got a link to the Chicago Statement on Biblical Hermeneutics. We have a whole second page on our positions. I'm clarifying the clarifying because I believe in transparency. That's not to say there aren't certain things that um, I'm still thinking through. There's some things I don't comment on. You might never have noticed that. There are certain topics I don't comment on because I'm still in my own learning process. But I'll be transparent about that too. I just don't teach on those subjects because I'm still learning. And I know that God is going to judge me someday on a higher standard because of being a teacher. And I take that very seriously. But here's a pet peeve of mine. When churches, ministries, Christian schools, Christian colleges do not have transparency. I have an issue with this. If your stand is your stand, then just be clear about it. Tell people where you stand. Even if you're still thinking through your position, tell people where you stand. I have an issue. When people word things, on their website in such a way that is it can be read two different ways and you don't know what they're really saying this frustrates me because it makes me feel like as the end user when i'm trying to vet a website a ministry a book when you use double speak when you use words that are carefully placed that can be interpreted two different ways I get suspicious. I feel like something's maybe happening behind the scenes that you don't want me to know about. This is particularly concerning. This is why this is particularly concerning for me as parents. 
we work so much with Christian parents who want to get resourced. What ministry can I look to for biblically faithful information? Who can I turn to in my hour of crisis with my kid? If I'm wanting to investigate and get support or get resourced because I feel like my kid's struggling with gender dysphoria or has disclosed to me that they're struggling with same-sex attraction issues. Where do I go? I did a whole previous podcast with my friend Andrew Rodriguez about the four different streams of gay and ex-gay ministries that are all trying to fly under the banner of Christianity. One of those streams is headed up by a group called the New Reformation Project. And it's spearheaded by a gentleman named Matthew Vines. It is a pro-gay affirming ministry that wants to come alongside parents and Christians to say that being gay affirming is consistent with historic Christianity. This is one of the streams that you might run into in churches. Now, up until now, I've thought, you know, New Reformation, those are mostly in progressive churches modernist churches, churches that have been on the, 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 the trail of, of what I would consider strange doctrines for a long time. But that's no longer the case. Well, what we're starting to see now that I'm starting to notice in the last week or so is this stuff is coming into what I'm going to say is formerly conservative spaces. People that you might even respect, people that might have influenced you, they're, they're starting to go down this gay-affirming path. And what I mean by gay-affirming, what I don't mean by it is, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about um, acknowledging that somebody struggles with same-sex attraction. And um, we're going to love them anyways. We're going to love them through it. We're going to pray for them. We're going to help them. We're going to resource them to help them uh, get some discipling and to understand their identity in Christ and work with them on sanctification issues. That, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people, Christians, who want to say that sexual orientation is fixed, it's inborn, and it is not something to be struggled against. It is something to be embraced. That's what I mean by gay affirming. So let's get into this. I want to talk about a conference. It's called the Unconditional Conference. It's coming up in September. It's being sponsored by a ministry called Embracing the Journey. And you can see on the website here, you can just go to embracingthejourney.org for most all of the receipts that I'm going to share today. When we scroll down and we see, I want us to see a couple of very important things. The first thing I want us to see is who's hosting this conference. It's hosted by North Point Community Church in Alpharetta, Georgia. This is Andy Stanley's church. Andy Stanley is the son of Charles Stanley. Now, Charles Stanley has been a biblically faithful pastor for many decades. His son, Andy Stanley, seems to say things for the last several years 
And then when he gets called out on it, he always runs into the shelter of it's all a big misunderstanding. Just go check out his dialogue on the unbelievable show from a few years ago with Jeff Durbin. Andy Stanley said some things about unhitching from the Old Testament. He gets on the unbelievable show, yada, yada, yada. It's all a big misunderstanding. This is, this is a cover story that Andy Stanley seems to run to a lot. I notice it as sort of a pattern. But more recently, Andy Stanley is doing some things. I don't think we can keep flying them under Andy Stanley's a bad communicator. He's just misunderstood. So this is point number one. The Unconditional Conference is being hosted at North Point Community Church. Well, let's take a look at some of the speakers. Well, there he is, Andy Stanley, headlining the conference. We've also got Greg and Lynn McDonald, who are the founders of the ministry Embracing the Journey. We're going to read their bio in just a moment. Debbie Causey, who is on staff at North Point Community Church, a.k.a. Annie Stanley's Church. Justin Lee, we're going to find out more about him in just a minute. Also want to draw your attention to Reverend Dr. David Gushy. We're going to see what he's about in just a moment. And Pastor Chris Clark, from who is on staff at Saddleback Church. Okay, what this conference is about is basically helping parents be on the journey with their LGBTQ plus child. This is a ministry designed for parents to resource parents when their child comes out as gay. That's what embracing the journey is about. Let's first talk a little bit about Andy Stanley. Last week, there was a Twitter post by Ryan Visconti on Twitter, and I'm going to show you that right now. Now, I don't know Mr. Visconti. I'm just going on what he says on his Twitter feed, that he's a pastor. And back in 2019, he was invited to a private dinner with about 15 other pastors at a local church in Gilbert, Arizona, to participate in a Q&A with Andy Stanley after he finished speaking at a conference. The subject of homosexuality came up, and over the next one and a half hours, Andy shared overtly heretical views that clearly contradict what the Word of God says. Ryan says, I was shocked to find myself arguing with Andy Stanley, along with other pastors, despite our respect for him. For Andy Stanley, homosexuality is, quote-unquote, really a disability using the analogy that, quote, telling people, telling gay people that they have to stop being gay to follow Christ is like taking a wheelchair away from a guy who can't walk. Andy Stanley continues, quote, I don't do gay weddings, but I can't say I would never do a gay wedding. If my granddaughter asked me someday, maybe I would. Worst of all, Andy Stanley said, quote, we need to make room for gay men who choose to be married to each other in our churches because that's as close as they can get to a New Testament framework for marriage. Annie Stanley said, I believe in gay people. Some people are gay. They can't change. Unquote. This directly contradicts 1 Corinthians 6, 
verses 9 to 11. This is continuing to read Ryan Visconti's tweets. Andy Stanley said, I know I shouldn't let experience dictate my theology, but I have. Maybe I'm wrong, unquote. Ryan Visconti says in parentheses, yes, he is. Visconti continues, I debated whether or not I had a responsibility to share his remarks, but I concluded that because he shared these thoughts in private, it wouldn't be right to share them publicly. I hoped that maybe he was just struggling with his faith and would return to biblical belief. In 2022, at the annual Drive Conference, Andy began sharing publicly many of the same sentiments with pastors and Christians. In this talk, he never says homosexuality is a sin or that God can set gay people free or that gay people need to turn from their sinful lifestyle. If anything, he holds up gay people as morally superior to regular Christians. He refers all the passages that clearly condemn homosexuality as quote-unquote clobber passages. Now, here's what I want to, to comment on with regard to this, this string. I want to make a few comments. Let's first talk about this idea that homosexuality is a disability. And telling gay people they have to stop being gay to follow Christ is like taking a wheelchair away from a guy who can't walk. What Andy Stanley is saying through the words, but not using transparent language, is that he believes in the, the psychological idea of sexual orientation is fixed. This is why he's saying he's comparing it to taking away someone's wheelchair. This is an unchangeable state that cannot be changed through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not here to say that all gay attractions can be vanished overnight through prayer. That's, that's not what I'm arguing. That would be a straw man of what I'm arguing. And I have gone into detail in other podcasts on these issues. You can go on my, ch on my channel, my Theology Mom, and understand my position because I've been very transparent about my position. I'm not going to restate all of that here. But what I do want to draw attention to is Andy Stanley is fully gay affirming. He might not be using that language because he doesn't want to freak his church out and he wants to still kind of stand behind the legacy of his father like he did on the Unbelievable show. And he wants to put up credentials of, oh, yes, I believe in the, the authority of Scripture. I have a high view of Scripture. I, I, I believe in inerrancy. But at the same time, he uses this very non-transparent language to describe his view. This is a problem for me. I do not like feeling duped. I do not like it when people engage in this kind of shell game of trying to say, uh, I need to love gay people, which I do, and then get, getting the shell game going of, well, you're really gay affirming, but you're not really telling me that. This is a problem for me. So let's learn more about embracing the journey. Because Andy Stanley is headlining this. It's at his church. That means he fully endorses what they're saying. This isn't like embracing the journey decided to rent a building from North Point Community Church. That's not what this is. This is a situation where they're renting the church 
the church is behind the conference. Their head pastor is headlining the conference. So that makes me think that whatever Embracing the Journey says is also what North Point Community Church says. They're one and the same. So let's take a look at understanding more about the ministry of Embracing the Journey. I'm going to put up here on the screen their homepage. It says building bridges between LGBTQ plus individuals, their families, and the church. There is hope. This is not transparent language. I don't know what their position is. I don't know if they're telling me I need to just love my my gay child and I'm going to get support um, as I walk a very difficult road with them, as I try to help them. Um, you know, I'm going to witness to them. I'm going to try to talk to them about, you know, um, how to mortify the flesh and this sort of thing, or if I'm going to be fully affirming. So I've got to, I've got to look through this whole website and figure this out. Okay, so here's where I started. I went right to the Meet the Team page. Greg McDonald and Lynn McDonald. This couple is also speaking at the Embracing the Journey conference, which makes sense. They're the ones who have co-founded the ministry. If we look at their bios, we can understand very quickly what the point of view of Embracing the Journey as a ministry is. So here's what we read about one of the founders of Embracing the Journey. And this is that Lynn McDonald is the co-author on this Embracing the Journey booklet, a Christian blueprint, a Christian parent's blueprint to loving your LGBT child. Lynn sees herself as a bridge builder between the LGBT community, their parents, and the church. This is still very confusing language because I still don't know whether or not that the McDonald's are calling me to simply come alongside my child who might be struggling with same-sex attraction, stay in the conversation with them. How can I try to keep that relationship alive even if we disagree about the sin of homosexuality or if the McDonald's are inviting me to um, become fully gay affirming and normalizing sexual orientation. Well, let's look for a minute at another person that's on their Meet the Team page, and that is Pastor Chris and Alyssa Clark. Now, Chris Clark, according to his LinkedIn page, is also on staff at Saddleback Church. More about the Saddleback connection in just a minute. Chris and Alyssa are co-leaders of an Embracing the Journey um, at Saddleback support group in Lake Forest, California. Chris is a pastor at Saddleback, says it right here on their website, when, where his role includes leading the premarital mentors and church counseling training ministries. So Pastor Clark is engaged in counseling training ministries. That means he is training the lay counselors in the church for how to respond to crisis situations. Crisis situations often these days include children coming out as LGBT. Together, they have two adult children. When their 22-year-old came out to them as transgender, they felt a strong need to connect with other Christian parents 
in a similar circumstance. So here we learn about Pastor Clark, that he's in a tough situation that his 22 year old came out as transgender. And this ministry at Saddleback was born out of that situation. And once again, here is Chris Clark's public LinkedIn page. It says right here at the top, he's a church at Saddleback, or he's a pastor at Saddleback Church. Um, according to LinkedIn, he's been at the church in a pastoral leadership position since 1989. He's been the care pastor since August 9, 2019 until the present. So again, that's on his LinkedIn page. I'm assuming that's current and that he's still on staff with them. Another couple that's on the Embracing the Journey um, Meet the Team page is Dr. Shauna and Doug Habel. And I think this is where we start to learn more of the perspective of the Embracing the Journey ministry as a whole. And this is, this is what I mean by transparency. Why isn't the, the website telling me up front, you know, what they're about? Why well, do I have to do all of this digging um, in order to find out their perspective? So the Habbles, it says right here on the page, they have been members of Saddleback Church for 11 years. So here we're starting to notice a connection between Andy Stanley's church, North Point Community Church, and Rick Warren's church, Saddleback Church in Southern California. There is some kind of a connection, cross-pollination happening between these two megachurches. Apparently this is a, some sort of second marriage situation. The, Doug and Shauna got married in 2010. And between them, they had four teenagers ranging from 13 to 15. Okay. In 2016, the pain of a gay friend recounting his struggles with molestation and addiction haunted Shauna. But she didn't have anyone with whom she could talk. So she Googled. She went to Google, the wisdom of Google. Googling, she found and attended the Reformation Project Conference in Long Beach, California. This leads us back to the doorstep of Matthew Vines, the pro-gay affirming stream of what is trying to fly under the banner of Christianity. And again, up until now, Matthew Vines and his project have largely been um, in more progressive churches. But make no mistake about it, Matthew Vines's goal is to normalize gay affirmation and to come into evangelical churches. I've heard him say this in, in interviews and on podcasts. Uh, that is his goal. And I think that there's some pretty good evidence that he's making progress on that goal. At this conference, Shauna saw gay Christians studying the Bible and worshiping God. She saw their vibrant faith despite the pain they faced. In 2017, so the next year, as their family meandered on a six-week trip to Europe, Hannah, one of their daughters, came out to Shauna on a train in England. In that moment, Shauna knew that God was on that train with Hannah and that he had been on this journey with her from the very beginning. Yet it would be another year before Hannah told her dad. During that time, Shauna took 
Hannah to a gay Christian support group and a counselor and counselor where her faith came alive. In 2020, Doug and Shauna, along with Chris and Alyssa Clark. So here we have members of Saddleback Church partnering with pastoral staff from Saddleback Church. They started the first Embracing the Journey support groups at Saddleback Church. And the ministry is thriving. So if we are to look at Matthew Vines's position, it seems to be the foundation for the Embracing the Journey ministry. This seems to be the perspective of staff at Saddleback Church, members of Saddleback Church, and I would call Doug and Shauna Habel lay leaders in Saddleback Church in starting this very influential ministry. But just in case you're still not convinced, let's go to Shauna Habel's Twitter account. I don't know why she goes by Shauna Habel Morgan on Twitter, but it's the same woman. Uh, It's the same picture as on the Meet the Team page. It's the same woman. So when we go on her tweets and replies, and her, her account isn't terribly active, but I do want to point out some of her tweets. This one jumped down to me really quickly, is that she likes to retweet Nadia Boltz-Weber. If any of you know who Nadia Boltz-Weber is, she's pretty out there. She's very progressive, fully gay affirming. Uh, You can go read my friend Elisa Childers' review of her books on Elisa's website at elisachilders.com to understand more of Nadia Boltz-Weber's point of view. I just found it interesting that she's retweeting her in a positive way. She's also retweeted Rachel Held Evans' article about um, Ms. Held Evans' journey to becoming fully gay affirming. She says in another tweet dated September 6, 2019, that everything by Rachel Held Evans is gold. Looking forward to seeing Hamilton in San Francisco for my birthday in November. So very positive statement about Rachel Held Evans. I thought this was an interesting tweet. Uh, This is dated July 6, 2019. Beth Moore uh, made a tweet about revising a part of her, a previous book, a prayer book called Praying God's Word, where she um, posted an explanation of why she removed some of her commentary related to homosexuality and amended a newer edition of the book. Ms. Habel Morgan on Twitter wrote a comment in response to Beth Moore. She says, thank you so much for your consideration of the LGBTQ community that has many, many children, adults, and their parents that love and worship Jesus. I believe the sin that the Bible spoke about in regards to homoerotic behavior was the abusive rape or lust of others and not love. This is a very common argument in the gay-affirming stream of Matthew Vines and the New Reformation Project. They want to re-examine those quote-unquote clobber passages about homosexuality and interpret them 
as being, um, well, the problem here is not homosexuality. The problem here is homoerotic behavior and rape. It's a very common um, kind of reinterpretive grid that they want to place on the Bible. Here's another tweet. Um, and I have no clue what this um, account is. The mistranslation that shifted a culture in 1946, the movie. Um, but Miss Shauna Habel Morgan, PhD, apparently, I think she's some sort of therapist, um, has a comment about this issue. And in this Twitter video, you can go find it. She basically is giving the overview of liberation theology. She's, she's basically, it seems, adopted a posture of liberation theology. And that helps me understand what her point of view is. So not only is she fully gay affirming, she is reading and interpreting the Bible through the lens of liberation theology. In fact, I'm just gonna play a little bit of this video, it's fairly short. The first hundred years when slaves came to the United States, I would um, look at that as a period of disorient disorientation. Not having any language and not being able to communicate or interpret their suffering, while the slave owners built their worldview around a Bible, they would not allow the slaves to read. Now, the second wave is like the period of the 1700s where they have the great revivals, you know, the great awakenings, revival preaching. Um, and this is the period of time where the slaves actually start to convert to Christianity and kind of not having that uh, literal base to always refer to uh, freed them to elevate the portions of the Bible that were central to God's character of liberation. What's exciting about this is that the hermeneutic that they discovered was a refusal to be dependent on their slave masters to interpret God's word and define their identity. And this methodology is a form of spiritual resistance to degradation and oppression. The slaves actually created the whole idea of the chorus and the refrain that they were singing their way into this faith and singing their way into this hope. I love that spiritual, it says, you know, if my God delivered Daniel, if my God delivered Daniel, my God delivered Daniel, then why not every man? This biblical narrative of liberation collectively became woven into their survival by constantly reframing their suffering and renaming their social status and reclaiming their identity as God's children. And once again, just in case you want to make doubly sure that it's the same woman, since she does have a slightly different name on Twitter, I'm going to show you her picture again on the Embracing the Journey website. This is again on the Meet the Team page. Here she is, Doug and Shauna Habel, the same woman. And then right next to them are Pastor Chris and Alyssa Clark from, and both of these couples are from Saddleback Church. The, um, Pastor Chris Clark is on staff at Saddleback Church. Now, just in case there was any thought, doubt left in our minds, about what the point of view is of the Embracing the Journey ministry. Let's look at their resources page and look at their recommended reading. Now, they do have this caveat at the top. 
These are curated resources that we believe will help you on your journey. Please know that we only endorse the works below. They only endorse. So they're only listing the books that they endorse. Some authors may have views or opinions that do not align with our values. And featuring them here is not an endorse, endorsement of their whole body of work. Well, let's see what kinds of books are on this website. Debbie Causey. We're going to talk more about her in just a minute. She's on staff, again, at North Point Community Church, a.k.a. Andy Stanley's Church. David Gushy, Changing Our Mind. We're going to learn more about him in just a minute. And here is Matthew Vine's book, God and the Gay Christian. Notice the wording, the description that they have. Are they endorsing this book? It sounds like it. The landmark book exploring what the Bible actually says and doesn't say about same-sex relationships. This, I would argue, it seems, by inference, is an, a summary of their position. Matthew Vines's book. Wes Hill, his book is from the side B side of the conversation. It's a little bit different than the gay-affirming view. Um, it's, it's calling people to not engage in homosexual activity, but still maintaining the position that generally speaking, homosexuality is inborn, unchangeable, and fixed. Also, we see a book by Justin Lee called Torn. We're going to learn more about him in just a minute. So these are the books that they're recommending. It seems to me that it's pretty clear that embracing the journey founded by co-founded by a pastoral staff member at Saddleback Church and a couple who are in lay leadership at Saddleback Church is a fully gay affirming ministry and that Anley Stanley's church is not only hosting the embracing the journey conference but Andy Stanley is spearheading the unconditional conference. His picture is right there at the top of the page. So what about some of these other people that will be speaking at the unconditional conference and also um, are listed on the Embracing the Journey webpage as trusted voices, as reliable voices, helpful voices. Well, Justin Lee is one of those people. We're going to scroll down to on his bio page. We're at geekyjustin.com, which is his personal speaking page. Right here in the long version of his bio for faith groups, the very first sentence. For the last two decades, Justin Lee has been an influential Christian voice for LGBTQ affirmation. He's the founder of the world's largest LGBTQ Christian advocacy organization. That's what it says right on his bio. He wants the world to know him as being fully gay affirming. What about David Gushy? Also a speaker at the Unconditional Conference, also listed as a helpful voice on the Embracing the Journey um, website. 
So this is David Gushy's um, website, his his story, his bio, all of this. You can see that he's quite accomplished. At some point in his journey, he went off to Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. After that, he wanted to go get a PhD in Christian ethics. And he ended up moving to Manhattan and going to Union Seminary. Now, for those of you who don't know, Union Seminary is a fairly progressive seminary. Um, If we go to one of his articles on his website, this is of particular relevance for our conversation. It's called 10 Reasons Why I Changed My Mind on Full LGBTQ Inclusion. You can read this article, you can download it, but he's giving you 10 reasons why he moved from the the historical position, the Southern Baptist position, to being fully gay affirming. So when we think about the unconditional conference, it, it certainly seems that they are platforming a lot of voices who are fully gay affirming. There's Andy Stanley's picture right at the top. Okay, so let's kind of wrap it up here and draw some conclusions. Again, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I think that Annie Stanley's church is very influential. Saddleback Church, also influential. Rick Warren and Annie Stanley have been laboring in these churches for many decades. These churches represent their DNA. Now, I know that Rick Warren has more recently stepped off and has been in transition at, at Saddleback, but this is not a new issue. This, this issue didn't just pop up yesterday. This ministry, Embracing the Journey, was started back in 2020 while Rick Warren was still there in, in leadership. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I want every elder, every pastor at a biblically faithful church to heed this warning. We are rapidly moving into a time when there are going to be two Christianities. There are two versions of the Christian faith that are going to be out there in the public square. Your people need transparency. You're not going to be able to hide behind vague statements of let's just love people. Of course we want to love people. The question is, is what does love look like? How do we disciple people? Andy Stanley and Rick Warren are looked to by many pastors with smaller churches as being exemplars of how to do ministry. I want to urge you, if you are in leadership, to think carefully about this. Is your church putting forth a clear and transparent message of how you do ministry? Are you discipling your people so that they understand very clearly how to minister to people who struggle with these sins? It is going to get very confusing very quickly. 
as this ideology has made inroads into evangelical churches. I think that we would do well to shore up our own position, to try to steady the boat for those around us, to bring transparency in our spaces, in our schools, wherever you find yourself, your school, your ministry, your church, have transparency, have clarity, and understand that there are going to be many, many people who are confused out there because there are two versions of Christianity floating around in the public atmosphere now. There is one that is biblically faithful and in line with the apostolic tradition. And there is another one that is also naming the name of Jesus and also wanting to fly under the banner of Christianity that has introduced and fallen into strange doctrines. Hold fast to the faith once for all delivered to the saints. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe to the Theology Mom podcast and add your review. You can also follow Krista at Theology Mom on Facebook and YouTube. Join Krista for more theology adventures on the All The Things Show, co-hosted with Monique Dusan. Thanks for listening.